Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. Monday nights are Ask Abhijit nights. And before we jump into the QA session today, I'd like Abhijit to share us his views on what he felt after watching the movie Kashmir Files, which is really, really, uh, you know, a, a sensational release uh, in a post-pandemic period. And uh, let's welcome Abhijit now. Abhijit, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. Your thoughts on after seeing the movie, Abhijit? Well, well, very well. So, you know, my thoughts, they started off from anger to revulsion to deep emotional stress. And I'll tell you why. I lived in Kashmir. Okay, I studied in Kashmir. Uh, the uh, lady who... Uh, 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 who is first shown in the first scene, you know, whose husband is hiding in the rice and she's forced, forced to eat the uh, cooked rice. Uh, they lived kind of like five minutes away from my Kashmiri family. Five minutes money, literally the other, uh, the other one, right? This could have happened to them. Okay, and incidentally, Vivek hasn't uh, even, he has toned down what actually happened to that lady. Okay, they didn't just uh, 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 make her eat raw rice. Uh, you know, they initially left the home. It was, you know, this whole thing of uh, this guy, this uh, neighbor, dropping the rice to tell them what happened. It was actually witnessed by the neighbors that the Muslim neighbor ratted him out. They went. And because by this time they were so angry, they spent 10 days in that house, raping that lady after killing her husband, forcing her to cook and eat that blood-soaked rice every day for 10 days. That lady now lives in America. She's psychological. She, she's practically a... Well, let's not go there, but let's just say she's not in any uh, uh, state to be alone ever since then or without medical attention 24-7. Now, everything that is shown there, all the massacres, all the uh, torture and killing, every single one of them is accurate. If anything, Vivek has actually held back on the details. He didn't show the rapes that were happening. Okay, he didn't show the torture that happened before they got killed. In spite of that, they are saying, oh, this is ahistorical. It is stoking hate, this, that, what not, what not, what not. So I'll tell you what, go watch that movie. Because you will find that the, every single crime out there is documented. The It didn't happen to the same family. It happened to several different families. But remember, something like between three and 4,000, the problem was the lack of documentation. So all of it happened. It was worse. If anything, Vivek has tried to be extremely sensitive to the audience and, uh, you know, uh, 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 reduce the effect. 
इसी में इतना गुस्सा आ रहा है तो देख लो कितना आएगा वेन इट एक्चुअली हैपन ओके सो दर्स अ लॉट अबाउट इट दैट नीड्स टू बी टोल्ड आई विश he now i've been telling him that he needs to be making a uh, a longer mini series out of it because see there was a whole political climax to what happened okay jagmohan arrived too late to stop anything by this time the government had gone completely out of control the police were actively aiding and abetting the militants do you know serving civil servants serving civil servants who were never sacked even after the situation was kind of brought under control signed a statement saying we want to join pakistan all the pundits should get out it was done blatantly there's still video of it so what is a historical about it it's all in your face historical which is why they are not dealing with individual uh, those individual crimes if you notice the hebakadal massacre uh, the uh, feeding of the blood rice the uh, nailing of the poet and his son uh, uh, incidentally whose eyes were gouged out uh, 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 the uh, uh, the sawing of the woman alive on the sawmill all of this happened they are not writing that why because they don't want you to know any of it happened okay so go watch it obviously it's set in a fictional movie where it happens to the same family it did not happen to the same family obviously it's uh, 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 they had to give a story plot line to it to for it to appeal to an audience but you know at least use it as a vehicle to read up on what exactly happened i'm not going to name those names because most of those people don't want to talk about it why because they realize there's going to be consequences if they talk about it mostly because of people like this vidu vinod chopra and his uh, banshee of a wife and uh, rana ayub and all these karamirchi saema and all these bloody liberal secular types including incidentally the kerala congress wading into a debate where it should not have waded in where it is not being accused of anything going and uh, 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 essentially justifying a full blown ethnocide to ja ke dekho sab thank you very much uh, abhijit and viewers i have still not seen the movie shame on me i will be seeing it this week um which just some of the scheduling conflicts uh, but more importantly i think unless the majority of the muslim voice comes out and says what happened was wrong the healing cannot begin and and the way the the elections have taken place the way the community voted in up and and on this state assembly shame on you guys shame on you i'm telling you the the muslim majority who is keeping quiet first i'm asking you guys you got to find your voice if you don't do that whatever happens to others will be you will be also subjected to the same thing anyway uh, the kashmir valley is is uh, you know you have told me so many times it's a gone case it doesn't matter i think at least the story the truth is out there now and and let's see how this thing plays out um let's go to the question and answer session now first question please viewers this is a tight session we're not going to take questions after 
8.15, which is about uh, 10 minutes. In, that's all we are going to be able to take. After that, we won't be able to take questions. Uh, Abhijit is a little bit under the weather today, so I want to finish it in one hour's time tops. First question from Jay. Jay, why did the USSR fail to de-Islamify Chechnya like other Central Asian Muslim republics? And how did Russia finish Chechnya terrorism problem? Mm, good question. So the thing about Chechnya was that unlike, uh, 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 you know, the uh, uh, Turkish uh, parts, uh, Chechnya had a very direct linkage into Arabia. Right. Remember, for uh, uh, Central Asia, the contact was broken because of the Persian Empire in between. Whereas for Chechnya, it always bordered the Ottoman Empire, which had a direct, uh, you know, uh, 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 the uh, Arabia, the Hejaz was part of it. So there was that linking of it, whereas with, uh, 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 with uh, Central Asia, it could kind of be islanded off. Okay, massive deserts and things like that. Here, immediate trade routes, immediate connection with the next valley and things like that. You can't do that in that day and age. Uh, so, you know, it uh, 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 th that cross-pollination was always there and the Chechens would then run away. So what Stalin did was he mass migrated the population. He transported them out. The problem was that it only lasted for the period of Stalin uh, for a short period of about five, six years in between. And then they were all brought back. So the sustained long-term 30-40 year impact that it had on the Uzbeks and multi-generational impact that it had on the Uzbeks and things like that would simply keep getting eroded, keep getting eroded, keep getting eroded in Chechnya because of the different terrain and uh, different interlinkages and connections. Next question, please. And how did and how did Chechnya finish the uh, terror? Uh, sorry, how did Russia finish the uh, terrorism problem in Chechnya? Well, what it did was it found a crazy Wahhabist chap who was both brutal and deeply religious uh, and loyal to Russia. That's the trifecta. So if you find that he's going to do all your dirty work for you, you can't accuse him of being a foreigner. You can't accuse him of being an apostate. He knows his religion better than you. Uh, and uh, he's a lot crazier than you. Uh, so that's how they finished it off. Aditya wants to know, what has Putin got right so far? Uh, are you asking specifically in terms of the war? Nothing. Literally nothing. Um, next question from Chai. Uh, Abhijit and Sri, what is your opinion on determinism, free will? Many scientists believe determinism is true. If that's true, then does that make God evil? Well, I don't know how to answer that because I don't believe in God. All right. And remember, free will, I think there's a lot of neurological research to prove that free will is a, an, an illusion. Okay. It's, it's not... Uh, 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 free will can be manipulated. It can very easily be manipulated. Uh, even the modes of resistance, the more, the deeper and deeper and deeper you keep getting into people's lives, the more you're able to influence them in a way that you never were before. So the hackable mind is very much a thing. It's very, very much a thing. 
maybe one to two percent of the population will be immune to it, but the rest of it will fundamentally be uh, 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 will will fundamentally fall for it. Um, that question was for both of us. I'm uh, of the exact opposite view as Abhijit. I do believe in God, and I believe that in each one of our lives there will be one incident that will happen that will prove it to you that there is a God and that that person is looking out for you. That's all I want to say. You will experience this in your lifetime. Ben, I can't say that though. Next question, please. Aditya B wants to know, what's something new idea-wise that you have learned from the Ukraine conflict? That your definition of rationality isn't there. Okay, I haven't learned it new. Right. I've always known that my definition of rationality or X's definition of rationality isn't Y's definition of rationality. I think it's one of those lessons that no matter how many times you learn, you keep forgetting. Because till something happens, you don't actually uh, game outside your own rationality or think outside your own rationality. So yeah, that's that's the one lesson relearned. Next question, please. Uh, Chai wants to know: U.S. never punished Germany for buying oil from Russia when it put a lot of pressure on India for buying Iranian oil. Can we buy cheap oil from Russia instead of the Middle East? Uh, gas, not oil. Uh, and uh, U.S. Uh, did not put pressure on Germany because look. Germany is quite a way ahead in green energy than America is. Uh, they have given assurances in private that they will, which is why uh, uh, America is not pushing them. Uh, they did not put pressure on India for Iranian oil. Uh, in fact, they didn't. Uh, they structured it in a way where India could continue buying oil at extremely cheap rates, uh, and that was the secondary level of sanctions, where India could actually buy from. You saw a lot of press reports saying that there was uh, 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 U.S. pressure on India. There actually wasn't because uh, in private, when we were sitting and talking to the Americans, they explained it to us why they don't want us to cut off oil supplies. Because the second part was that when we bought oil from them, we bought it dirt cheap. And it kept money circulation in Tehran. But Iran was forced to sell us oil at under cost price which was very good for us. Uh, so we were, so Iran was essentially making a bargain with the devil. Uh, cash uh, flow in return for loss, uh, which suited the Americans fine. They were very understanding about it. And can we buy cheap oil from Russia instead of the Middle East? Not instead of, but to supplement? Yes. We're getting uh, uh, oil and commodities at a discount rate from the Russians. We should take it and resell it for a higher price. <laughs> Rupee ruble trade. Yes. And HSEDNA TV. For God's sake, why can't you make the name something that we can pronounce? Huh? Yeah. Every time you get your question in, and then I'm always tempted to say that, oh, look, I'm not going to take these questions that are from fake handles or virtual names put out your name it's all right it, even if it's a fake or, name or put out or put out a pronounceable name like you know yeah right uh, right right yeah just, just no, make my it tongue is going for a toss yeah my tongue uh. is going for a toss 
how do you build academic institution in india and is it possible considering the teachers we have do we import teachers from abroad or train existing people how do you handle this situation just we have ah uh, look you can build three or four centers of excellence with the total uh, good manpower we have but can you provide uniformly good education uh with the current manpower teacher as in the teaching manpower we have no uh do we import teachers from abroad no because remember it's a question of conversing in local idioms and local language so even getting them from abroad isn't actually going to solve your problem you have to train existing people that is how you handle the situation but one of the ways of overcoming it is machine learning all right so you program tablets uh you program tablets to uh you know uh, uh into a problem solving mode uh and have intelligent people give lectures see why should you have the boring monotonous teacher give lectures get somebody interesting like you know some uh uh some pop maths teacher kind of thing who's actually good at teaching to teach so the same teacher can be teaching all these people and the correction algorithms or the marking algorithms are programmed into the uh, tablet that incidentally under the upa the akash tablet was that scheme only that that was what they planned to do i don't know what happened after that because it seemed to have just completely gotten dumped next shivam goyal wants to know trad say that mekale education system was worse than our gurukul system is better and in the 21st century we should move back to old gurukul system what's your view ah look in a way they're right in that a gurukul system is it does a lot of things one is it's like national service you're taking people away from that home so they're bonding with each other instead of with their families against each other second it was very low qual- uh, low quantity education high quality education so great now in this day and age you tell me how are you going to do high quality low quantity education how are you going to give that personalized uh, uh, teaching to everybody how are you going to build boarding schools for everybody you tell me i don't see it happening but best of luck if you can make it happen there's this fundamental uh, uh uh the modern macaulay education system is an industrial age solution for an industrial country the gurukul system is a pre-industrial education system for a very reserved you elite in an agrarian economy its time has passed it has no relevance today next question from amarchandi hi aim did india fire a brahmos deliberately at pakistan i knew this question was going to be asked yeah let me call naru and ask him ching ching hello naru oh naru how are you so sweet yes boss how am i meant to know boss मेरे पास डायरेक्ट लाइन है क्या नरेंद्र मोदी जी के पास नहीं ना आई पर्सनली थिंक इट्स अ हॉरेबल एक्सीडेंट आई थिंक यू लुक एट एवरीथिंग द चेंज इन द ट्रेजेक्टरी ऑफ द मिसाइल द यू नो द फैक्ट दैट इट 
the uh, uh, cabinet is actually alarmed about it and has ordered a pretty high level inquiry. Uh, the very fact that uh, they're not even, had it been a deliberate strike, they usually thump and scream like Tarzan from every tree. You know, they jump from tree to tree going, oh, me, Tarzan, you, Jane. Uh, you know, that's what they do. They're not. So obviously it's not deliberate. No, this is all because uh, Modi ji is reading The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> no, the Hindi translation came out, I heard. Mm, good for him. No, hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> Krishna Rao wants to know, why has liberalism failed to confront Islamism? Because they're allies. See, liberalism, modern liberalism, is not the same as a classic liberal. Uh, uh, so what happens is the modern liberal is essentially a repackaged communist. And they're doing what communists always do. This is what they did in China. This is what they did in the USSR. In the initial phases, they would claim everybody was oppressed and we're here to lift you out of your oppression. And uh, they, they used to create a rainbow coalition of victimhood. So why would they confront the person who they have to gain the most from electorally or politically? They won't. That's why. Next. Karan Pandita wants to know why historians say there is a lack of historical texts in India except Muslim despite having bakars of Marathas, Prabandhas of Jains, Ahoms texts, Puranas, Vamshavalis, Kavya biographies. I don't know what the question is. Yes, I think I know what he means. Uh, historians say that there is a lack of historical texts because these uh, texts are mostly not written as history okay there's a lot of fantasy and this and that that comes into it uh, th there is a huge problem with the naming systems and things like that so for example uh, Prithvi Raja Rasu would you classify that as fantasy or as reality there's very little there is historical evidence for the existence of Prithviraj Chauhan. But Prithviraja Raso is completely made up. It was written hundreds of years later, so that is not a historical text. See, in India, very rarely, unlike, say, Rajatarangini of Kalhana, which was history treated as history. This was not treated, mostly it was not treated as history. Okay, because historical knowledge uh, Writing of history as history, shorn of a moral lesson or abstracting or mythologizing, simply did not exist. It was extremely rare. It did. But it was rare and it was far between. And correlating it with epigraphy is very problematic. And viewers, we can't take any more questions for today's program and we'll try our best to finish through these programs. So thank you very much and stay tuned. Let's go to the next question from Jay. What was the condition of Russian Orthodox Church during the USSR period? It had its spasms. Uh, it started off being very bad under Lenin and Stalin initially. Then Stalin revived it during the uh, uh, Second uh, World War. 
Then Khrushchev went after it. And finally, after Khrushchev, it was kind of rehabilitated as a tool of social control under Brezhnev. So again, uh, very, very mixed record. Next question, please. Krishna Rao wants to know, the Kashmir Pandit genocide happened because they outsourced their security to the state. Is state monopoly on violence actually a pipe dream? Yeah, state monopoly on violence is the hallmark of a first world country. A third world country fundamentally does not have a state monopoly on violence. The state is not that efficient. So they didn't outsource. Uh, they simply never, uh, like others, accepted the fact that the state does not have a monopoly on violence. The Kashmiris allowed themselves to be deluded that the state had a monopoly on violence or that it would be used to protect them. Next. Karan Pandita wants to know, will West survive or get collapsed due to wokeism and Islamism? Islamism, no. Wokeism, yes. It, it probably, look, some parts of it will survive, but mostly it's going to collapse because of wokeism. Not very quickly, but it, it's going to be a long, slow, painful, drawn-out process, but it will ultimately. Did you know, Abhijit, that uh, now many colleges are now not asking for SAT anymore for admissions? Yeah, because uh, entrance standardized entrance tests are, are racist. Well, uh, I, I don't know how you can judge somebody's capabilities, uh, especially in the highly competitive schools, because it's going to give rise to other problems. Anyway, uh, this is the topic in it, on its own. We have to discuss this separately. Aryan Singh wants to know, increase in world atheism, is it good for the world in your view? Mm, I used to think so. Now I don't. I'll tell you why. Uh, what religion did was very imperfectly create a social code, a social conduct code, and a moral compass. Uh, I generally thought that humans had evolved enough that we did not need religion anymore for us to behave as fundamentally good human beings. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, to, to moderate our social conduct. What we've realized since then is a post-religious society goes mad. It's just as primitive and barbaric as uh, 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 prehistorical societies or as pre-industrial societies. So, uh, no, not good. Not good. Uh, is it Kanda or Kanda or Kanda or I don't know what exactly Kanda, it is. Kanda uh, Batata, onion, onion potato. Okay, Kanda Batata. What do you think of the unions that are being formed of several U.S. companies like BuzzFeed Union, New Yorker Union, etc.? These companies deserve these unions too. Yes, they absolutely deserve the union. I support all unions in America, especially the more disruptive, the better. But you know, the problem is with wokeism, you have a way of controlling the unions. You can just get anybody to make some accusation against the other or claim a privilege or something or the other. And the end of you, if you're black, you can still be accused of me too. If you're black, gay, trans, you can still be uh, uh, accused of me too. There's always a way of removing you for something or the other. 
So I think they found the perfect way of creating chaos in the workplace without management picking up a tab except in at least 5 to 10% of those cases the workers will win and in those cases i'm thrilled about it next question please karan pandita do you think individualism can ever work in india considering so many groups are be it religious ethnic caste etc with strong group identity does individualism only work in a homogeneous state no individualism can work anywhere and everywhere why should the group identity rule you if you want to you know be separate from the group identity be separate from the group identity what's stopping you you know in india i found one of the things is people pass off their own cowardice as social pressure there is no social pressure you know when i came out as gay to my mother it was like what do you want like do you want an award what do you want me to do okay live your life that's it that that was literally the conversation right so it's there is heaps of social acceptance if you want to come out of it nobody is preventing you let me give you an example caste is an immutable barrier you cannot overcome it then how do you have all these uh uh uh, 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 uh groups uh, these uh, uh, uh gurus and things like that who are not from the upper castes who are from the uh, mata amritananda mai scst isn't she no i don't think so yeah 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 mata amritananda mai is hmm yeah could be so, could be i i could be so, yeah yeah so uh, what what's stopping you from going and doing your own thing there is a set of norms if you want to break it nobody here comes and lynches you unless you're sleeping with their daughter that's um, a different matter yeah can we put the last question again please just one second put the previous question yes so uh, ramanuja who is supposed to be one of the greatest vaishnavite saints uh, his mother deemed that his education was not complete until he learnt from a what in those days was called as a a shudra a leader and he went and spent two years with him to understand some things that was not explained elsewhere and 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 these things are not at all unusual and also i'd like all of you to go to pgurus.com and take a look at pedigree collapse pedigree p e d i g r a e collapse c o l l a p s e there's an article on that by dr k v murali and it gives you some thought that this caste thing was not something that was there for long it got introduced sometime i don't know when but it was not that long and it was also possible that the same family had people belonging to different caste or what 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 i would like to call as varnas so uh, do read that article it opens your eyes to a lot of the things i think hinduism and hindus need to understand how some of these things evolved because varna was what was in place as way back as in say mahabharat and uh, uh, abhijit is back okay good next question uh, we can talk about this a little bit more afterwards abhijit is back setu ram wants to know leaving aside the khalistan or other political rhetoric 
can we assume apps delivery on education healthcare etc that have long term socio economic impact is a hit with majority people you are you are muted can you check why yeah sorry is this better yeah okay uh yeah. you know uh, the delivery on education healthcare uh is clearly to a level where the local population is happy so they're voting for them again right uh that they'll have a look long term socio economic impact i don't know because see i think all these hand to mouth schemes be they bjp or uh, 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 aap i'm not sure that they have a long term impact so for example let's take a simple thing uh toilets indoor toilets uh i personally find indoor toilets unless they're very nice tend to be ghastly places i would much rather a uh, poop outdoors than indoors in rural india but it's not the hygiene that is the consideration here it is the uh uh uh, uh you know the uh, security of uh, women their modesty and things like that that becomes a consideration but there is an issue of convenience that the water has been brought to your house and you are able to do it either in the house or very close to the house as opposed to before where you had to go quite far off now the social impact of this is marginally the time savings is offset the uh, the time savings and the security is offset by you know depending on how the toilet is maintained health okay on the other hand electricity would have a massive impact long term right because you can read uh at night you can do so much more things you become so much more productive uh you know the simple thing of the simple act of putting a fan in your house cooling your house down makes you more productive the very fact you can have a light makes you so much more productive right uh, uh apps contributions in this education fine there's a lot of criticism that says it's not the best education why does it need to be the best education do do the parents feel that getting a better education than before yes is that going to have a long term socio economic impact yes do people feel the healthcare is somewhat better yes i personally feel the ap healthcare was somewhat better because they tied up with either max or fortis you know when the app wasn't working when i couldn't get my uh, uh 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 appointment for the vaccination uh app organized a local clinic here and i went and got the shot it was fantastic right so yeah it, there there's a lot out here which has an impact there are some things whose impact is muted and because they're all very low level service delivery be it the bjp's uh, 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 indoor toilet scheme or the more impactful electricity scheme or the education and health care scheme they will add small small things which incrementally add up but not as quickly as you'd expect them to add up well it has to be a quality delivery for it to add up quickly uh say to again do you think traditional intellectuals can make effective predictions as there are far too many too much hyper local data scattered across the globe Mm, yes very good point i think increasingly it's becoming tougher and tougher to make those predictions uh because the levers are so many uh but let me put it another way if 
hyperlocal data scattered across the globe, it's not that there wasn't hyperlocal data before. It's just that because of our uh, interconnected world, that hyperlocal data is being more impactful. But it also means you can also monitor that hyperlocal data, right? So it works both ways. It can also help you make better predictions. Next question, please. Krishna Raj wants to know your thoughts on Kashmir history mentioned in movie about Sufi invader. Have you read the sources mentioned? What Kashmir history mentioned? Which movie? Mm, Krishna Raj, could you please expand on this? We'll we'll go to the question again when he answers this question of yours. What's your buddy saying, Abhijit? Is there something in the Kashmir Files movie? Huh? No. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, your thoughts on Kashmir history mentioned in movie about Sufi invader? Mm, next. All right. Uh, Mr. Batata again. Did Saudi Arabia assassinate Jamal Khashoggi? Was it a good decision to assassinate him? I thought it was proved. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Was it a good decision? No, I think it was an unnecessary decision. Uh, unnecessary and foolish. It it, it achieved nothing. Uh, so I don't know why it was done, but it was done. So that's that. Jay wants to know, sir, why does Islamists like Ilan Omar and Rashida Talaib hate Saudi Arabia? Uh, very good question. Number one, because they don't give these too much bhav. All right, because remember, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib come from the uh, uh, Muslim Brotherhood school of thought. Saudi Arabia has hated the Muslim Brotherhood. Because remember, the Muslim Brotherhood doesn't believe in monarchies. They want some kind of a quasi-republicanist uh, uh, government. The only country that has been able to tame the Muslim Brotherhood has been Jordan. Where, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood acts as the king's loyal opposition. In all these other countries... Uh, agents like that of the Muslim Brotherhood will be hated. And the hate is mutual. Because remember, the Muslim Brotherhood would actually, uh, uh, these ladies would view the Muslim Brotherhood as a vehicle for social change, which they do not view uh, Saudi Arabia as being. Because remember, what would Ilhan and Rashida Tlaib's role be in a Saudi Arabia? Zilch. Right. They need the system that they're in, which at that kind of a Republican system favors Ilhan Omar and Rashid Atleb. In uh, Saudi Arabia, you can't be anything without being family. So it, 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 there's so many axes on which they both hate each other. Mandar Karnik wants to know, will Kashmir file success be the first instance of right-wing narrative succeeding in Bollywood? And if so, how do we promote further success and popular access to history. I don't, I don't think it's a right-wing narrative at all. It's it's just history. It is history, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. But it's a, it's the first time that a non-Nehru history has been told or a non-establishment history has been told. And how do we promote further success? Well, make this a success. Make this a roaring big success. Okay. And that is when people realize that there is an incentive, that there is profit in this market that they come over and start making this more like this. Next question, please. Dilip wants to know, why can't central government open these cases and start legal process to punish the guilty? 
which cases? Are you talking about okay. the time Shri stole? Are you talking about the time Shri stole my watch? Hey, Shri, you stole my watch. No, give it back, man. Or else they'll file. He's talking about filing case against you and all. Uh, can I can I add to what uh, you said just now? Why do so you steal viewers, my watch first? <laughs> viewers, there is a lot that is being done, except that it is not available to you on the surface yet. It will come out. This government is very committed to rehabilitating the Kashmiri Pandits. Recall how the Roshni Act was abolished. The Roshni Act essentially gave away all the property that the Hindus abandoned from Kashmir and left. And these were unclaimed property. But uh, the Messrs. Abdullah and Abdullah found a way to give it away for free. And the ruse that was used was to try and say that there were several places where the electricity bill was not being paid and therefore the electricity was cut and hence the Roshni, right? The Roshni is like coming back on, which was that anybody who wanted to claim, uh, lay claim on a property, they could pay a very low price to get that property. That Roshni Act itself stands abrogated along. Uh, I think this happened in 2020 and uh, unfortunately still the Kashmiri Hind uh, Hindus have not gone back to resettle in their homes. I've had some first-hand experiences from people who went back after the 370 was abrogated and the situation is still pretty bad. Uh, Nine-year-old, eight-year-old children are told to hate kafirs and the kafirs must be killed. This is the kind of hate that has been taught to these kids and, and when you have that kind of a problem at such a young age, it's going to take a long time before reality sinks in that whatever they've been taught was in fact wrong. Look at how much invective that has been poured on P gurus for just saying that perhaps India shouldn't remain neutral vis-a-vis -vis the Russia-Ukraine situation. Is it? Anyway, uh, is he talking about Kashmir though? Yeah, it's talking about Kashmir, right. How do you know? I think is the question was related. Okay. I think he was because talking about if it Kashmir. Is, Think, mm -hmm. think of it this way. They are being punished. Bitta Karate is back in jail. Okay, Bitta Karate was released and then he's back in jail. Yasid Malik has finally been arrested and he's being tried for the IAF massacres. No? So they are. They're catching all of them and they're putting them behind bars. Slowly but surely they are. Garo Kataria wants to know, have either of you noticed Indians studying abroad are generally more immature than non-Indians? Growing up overseas, I see a, a striking difference between Indians who did grade school overseas versus the FOBs. Uh, it's not uniform. It used to be the case once upon a time where, you know, uh, uh, Indians didn't have financial responsibilities. Uh, the kids were paid for fully by the parents, uh, whereas the Western kids were had to earn their own living and things like that, uh, build up on student debt and things like that. So, yes, once upon a time, that used to be the case. Not anymore. Huh? These days, I find that the Western kids are a lot more woke and vocal than the Indian kids are, surprisingly. So I think that's changed somewhat. Next. Uh, to, to, to add to what uh, Abhijit said, Gaurav, both my children, when they went through undergrad, they actually interned and did some four to five hours or at least I think 10 hours a week uh, as jobs. And they actually made some money and that helped pay their tuition 
or whatever else. I mean, pocket money even. But they were encouraged to do internships, to do things. They do. They could do projects and so on and so forth. I did not pay the entire fees by myself, and I'm very proud of the fact that I told my children, and they did what they did because they understood the value of money. Mandar Kanik wants to know: There are dark web videos of anti-Muslim propaganda easily available, but anti-Hindu videos are hidden by Hindus themselves. Okay, if you insist. Uh, I've seen enough videos on both sides. I think one is publicized and the other isn't, but I've seen enough of both. Huh? Garo Kataria wants to know, last week I meant Naxal and not Nasal. Was there any increase yes, in Naxal activity in 2021? Uh, no. And to Nakta Khub Shundor. Okay, thank you. What does that mean? You look very beautiful. What does it mean? My nose. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It is it is Sanskrit, but it's just spelled slightly differently. Go ahead. Dovetail wants to know what was the impact of 1974 nuclear test and resulting sanctions on India? Oh, see, it was a cumulative effect. Uh, after the Yom Kippur War 73, that, that there was that increase in oil prices. Uh, there was still the cost of the 71 war that had to be borne, which was crippling. Then there was the cost of the 10 million refugees that came in that had to be borne, who, most of whom never went back, which was again super crippling. Uh, combined with the oil prices and the precarious balance of payments, that with the sanctions added on is what broke the camel's back and ultimately led to the social unrest, which led to uh, emergency. Next question, please. Uh, we're having some difficulties in StreamYard all day today, so please bear with us. Uh, we have only about 15 minutes, 14 minutes left, so what four or five questions, hopefully. What this video is, hi, Abhijit Bhaiya, how to find out that a book does not have false information before buying? Any suggestion for a good book on Shivaji Maharaj? Uh, no. Uh, sorry, one second. Um, sorry. Uh, uh, sorry, one second. I, these kids won't know, so I have to do something quite drastic. Yes. Viewers, uh, viewers uh, this is my latest book, uh, book three of the Money Series. See, this is, this is, this is, yeah. you know, how to get rid of cats, no? Just a second, just a second. Yeah. <laughs> this. You just you spray, you spray them. water on them. Hmm. Ah, and they run. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Cruel. So man. this Cruel is. Man. No, no, no. This is essential. This is this is like what kryptonite is for uh, Superman. This is for uh, <laughs> cats. So I bought this only for them. Uh, <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. So uh, sorry. Where was I? Yeah, we're going to get to the question. How yeah, look, there's, uh, no, there's nothing about Shivaji Maharaj. And you can't. The point of buying a book is to read it yourself and see where the false information lies. How are you going to know? So, for example, I could read a book and find nothing false in it. But you might have certain knowledge where you read it and find that it's false. And then we're talking, you say, where I say something on P gurus and you say, Abhijit, that's not correct. Where did you read it? Oh, I read it in that book. Well, that's false because I know this and you 
the process of discovering that false information itself is the joy of reading absolutely that is that's very 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 nice way nicely put by abhijit that you can verify and in fact when you read a book right uh, you should reflect sometimes if there is a profound statement there and then see for yourself there is uncle google to help you at least get couple of perspectives on something that is written in a book so today book reading can be a joyful experience not like before where you had to actually write it down and you had to go to the library and then go and look at something to get additional data it used to be much more of a chore so people were lazy at least today uncle google can help you out next question from uh, gaurav kataria again is he's hit the jackpot today i've seen people claim hinduism teaches violence against women fascism and hate had either of you noticed this is this a build up of demonizing hindus did something like this happen in world war 2 germany <laughs> you didn't see that that was great fun hmm. uh, <laughs> on the other hand i sprayed it on the electric board are you your shiva shiva is going to get frizzed i better ha huh? um, so let me just turn this all off for a while yeah uh so sorry uh i don't want anything freezing sorry 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 very bad i shouldn't have done that anyway uh where was i ha huh? uh people claim yeah. hinduism teaches violence against women's fascism and hate hate well uh violence against fascism and hate is not a bad thing but violence against women is not a good thing yes all religions do boss you tell me one religion that doesn't preach violence the issue is how is it interpreted all religions have an element of hate all religions have an element of fascism all religion have an uh, element of misogyny the question is what do you choose to take on board what do you choose to reject the problem is with a lot of the uh, uh, abrahamic religions you are meant to take all of it you don't have the right to pick and choose you have the right to interpret or reinterpret in hinduism you have the right to pick and choose so it's easy it's clear cut if it doesn't suit you anymore discard it so what uh it's a build up to demonizing hindus no the problem is you guys don't know how to defend yourself intellectually the, so they they're trying to demonize you but you can't defend it what is the thing about jati uh, uh, when people start talking about caste oh you know you don't understand the difference between jati and varna why are you even going there boss you you can't find a simpler explanation for jati and varna no clearly not go, go ahead okay, and finish the thought on. what is the simpler explanation go ahead and finish the thought look the in an agri- in an agrarian in a fractured agrarian society all right where property is an issue where a constant set of invasions and the threat of uh, uh, you know a uh, dispossession is a very real thing the way it was for 7 to 800 years in india at that point of time the only unit you can depend on is a family unit okay and after the family unit you depend on whatever the caste ultimately caste is what you're all kind of related and intermarrying into each other it's creating as kind of a social alliance right you depend on your social alliance against all others right in europe it was broken how 
it was broken because of the uh, the uh, the rising of the trading uh, communities and things like that which slowly slowly ended feudalism here you never had that so you have to explain it in terms of the context yet what i've seen is today people will justify jati and varna continuing today and there's absolutely no excuse for it now if you want to continue jati and varna today you deserve to be demonized well you don't deserve to be demonized you i mean you deserve nothing because you're basically lobotomized if you think jati and varna are relevant today next question please himanshu wants to know if current generation of western colonizers can't be held accountable for what their ancestors did but still get to enjoy the inheritance should a self respecting country accept the borders if current generation of western colonizers can't be held accountable for what their ancestors did should a self respecting country accept borders yes it is a legal principle it is a legal principle that you can't essentially change that the concept of privilege uh does not apply to countries yet maybe in the future that legal principle will change but i think it has to do with what is it the louisiana judgment that there is a very famous canon of international law i think it is based on the louisiana judgment uh where you know uh, it is only when the canon of those laws starts getting acceptable that things can be measured so as long as colonialism was legal the fruits of colonialism are deemed legal colonialism after the sort of uh, uh delegitimization of colonialism is no longer dealt legal but because country borders were established sometime by the 1600s after the 30 years war therefore they are to be held legal so it is when a law is introduced and things like that so the legality of boundaries and borders precedes the legality of boundaries uh, uh precedes the legal the uh, illegality of colonization and one of the deals of decolonization was the rule of a successor state that the successor state assumes all the responsibilities and legal obligations of a former colonial master when it is taking over so you can't call that privilege right so there's a uh, there is a complex reason for it legally speaking um darsh desai wants to know Uh, NCERT books. Pinochet of Chile was uh, vilified as an evil capitalist dictator. Is it true or just propaganda by the left? I never read it in NCERT textbooks. I'm surprised uh, you read it, but uh, I haven't read it. Uh, but uh, I think uh, it's here and there. He was yes, he was partially quite a nasty character, uh, but not nearly as nasty as most dictators at that time were. uh uh fidel castro was a lot worse uh but uh he did a lot of good as well you know he was almost single handedly responsible for making chile one of the most uh, uh developed countries and you know, even before that chile had been a island of stability that hadn't had coups unlike every other south american country the chap who was actually plotting the coup was in fact uh, uh uh what's his name the guy who got killed by pinochet um 
Salvador Allende. Salvador Allende. So Salvador Allende was actually a really nasty piece of work. He himself was plotting a government takeover. He was importing weapons and arming his cadres to create riots and things like that. Never, I know Salvador Allende looks like this cute, sweet old man. Oh, he could do no wrong. He was a nasty piece of worker. So in a sense, Pinochet was protecting Chile. Did he go overboard? Yeah, he did. But overall, I think overall, the very fact that Chile refused to throw him in jail and the party that espoused his ideology won popular elections on several occasions after that, the Chilean right, should tell you that his record, even Chile doesn't view him as the kind of evil that uh, other people tend to view him as outside of Chile. I think this will be the last question for today. Shashank Sharma. Hi, Abhijit, sir. I'm seeing a lot of MNCs advertising diversity and rejecting suitable candidates. Isn't this kind of reservation in private sector? Yes, it is, which is why I've always said if MNCs want to do uh, diversity, uh, they shouldn't be allowed to do that diversity because if they want to do diversity, let's impose reservations on them, state reservations. Well, uh, I think we may have one more question. Okay, all right, we are done for now. So viewers, what happened last week was we had about 20 plus unanswered questions, but uh, Abhijit couldn't slot a time for us to take those things recorded. We are going to try and do that as well as the unanswered questions from today, which is why ahead of time I said don't give us too many questions after like 8 uh, 9.15 or yeah. so. So thank you I'm very, very much, Abhijit. Sorry, I haven't, thank you. I haven't been doing very well. So I've been quite... Um, under medication. So I'm very sorry yeah. about that. So as soon as I'm feeling better, I will answer this week and the last week's questions. Okay. Thank you so much, Abhijit. As always, a pleasure to have you on our platform. And viewers, <laughs> viewers, uh, we'll be back again next Monday without fail. Namaskar.